Hello, I'm Kieran Hanrahan. And I'm Ruth Smith. And you're very welcome to Tradfest, a new weekly podcast coming from Temple Bar in Dublin in Ireland. What is it? Well, it's a weekly roundup of all that's best in traditional music and indeed folk music. We have live recordings from our own Tradfest and album news. We'll have some gig news too. And this week we're coming to you from the launch of Tradfest where we've taken over the sumptuous surrounds of Ivy House on St Stephen's Green in Dublin. Well normally this place is the home of the Irish Government's Department of Foreign Affairs but today this gorgeous building is resonating and pulsing with the sounds of some of Ireland's finest musicians gathered here to launch Tradfest 2019. Our festival, Tradfest, starts on Wednesday, the 23rd of January. This year is our 13th year, bringing the world the finest of Trad Without Frontiers. This year's lineup features a wide range of acts from Lindisfarne to Phelan Drew to Carlos Nunes to Shibel Nicasada to Andy Irvine. Ruth, who are you looking forward to seeing at this year's festival? Well, there's so much to choose from, Kieran, but I'm always interested in hearing new acts, and Trad Hub is a wonderful place to hear those. So Susan O'Neill and Hudman Blind would be top of the list for me. And then you go to the legends like Freddie White and Maddie Pryor, who'll be leading Steel Ice Band in their live performance here at Tradfest. And also from the US, Laura Cortez and the Dance Cards will be joined by Jerry Douglas and Teddy Thompson. So they're just a few of my pick for the Trad Fest this year. I'm certainly looking forward to hearing Laura Cortez and the dance cards myself. That's going to be a fantastic treat. Absolutely, yeah. Lo- loads of energy and that lovely uh, quartet of stringed instruments and lots of rhythm and energy from her. No, one of the acts I'm really looking forward to seeing at Tradfest this year is from County Mead. She was with us some years ago. She played a lunchtime recital for us. She was one big harp on one side and one bigger harp on the other side of her on stage. Her name is Shauna Davy. She's an incredible young musician from County Mead and I'm delighted Shauna is with me right now. Shauna, you're going to perform here at the launch of Tradfest 2019 tonight, but I see you have neither of the harps that you had with you in Dublin City Hall. You have uh, like a kind of a Jimi Hendrix type harp. <laughs> That's right. I put one of them into the wash in a trunk. <laughs> no, I brought my um, electric harp with me this evening. Um, it's It looks a bit different because it doesn't have a sound box, shall we say. It's just more of a, a kind of a, a, it's a big triangle basically. Um, so similar to an electric guitar, there isn't really any sound unless it's plugged in. So in one sense, it's great because it makes the sound man's job easier and I can also compete with if, I'm, if I have to be playing with a band or, you know, louder instruments such as a drum kit or singers or whatever, I can be heard without straining and getting, you know, kind of a, a terrible sound with it from putting quite hard. So it gives a lot of freedom, that response. And also I can just stick it on my shoulder and run down the street <laughs> with it as well. It looks so convenient, I must say. And does it give you as much satisfaction for yourself playing as maybe playing either your Irish harp or your concert harp? Um, Well, I typically play standing up, so that was definitely something to adapt to. Um, And also, um, sometimes I play with an Indian group called the Dole Foundation, and they all jump around the place. And one of the advantages with this harp is that I can actually strap it onto me and walk around whilst playing it. So that's quite fun. Um, So it's the first time a harpist can ever be mobile. (laughs) So all these new developments in playing the harp, and then you'll play reels, jigs, you play what you like on it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, with the pedal harp, you have a lot more capabilities in terms of what when it comes to jazz or classical, that kind of thing. But this is quite like, well, basically the same as a folk harp or a lever harp or an Irish harp, whatever way you want to term it, term, to term it rather, because um, it has the lever system. It's giving harpists a lot more leeway into, you know, for example, live gigs, if they're dealing with a lot of um, percussion or electronics and that kind of thing, that they can, they're overcoming that final thing of, 
finally be able to be heard um, rather than kind of you know always mm. straining to be heard at the back of a room kind of thing so yeah and how that. then does this affect those that might be of a more have a more pure outlook let's say on harping are, are people embracing this i think people are embracing it because for a long time harpists and harpers alike have always struggled with you know even even playing an acoustic harp in a carpeted room like this gorgeous room here in the ivy house it's beautiful but if, the minute you put an acoustic harp on it it sort of sucks the sound a little bit so you do struggle with that and i think people are quite open to any sort of development in the harp being obviously our national emblem and it's a traditional instrument but anything that brings it in more so into the into the foreground. I think it's I think I think it's always welcome. I think anyway. Maybe I'm biased. <laughs> no, well, we're delighted to hear it. I must say, we're so excited to hear you performing. What can we expect to hear from you at Tradfest 2019? Um, well, myself and Stephen are going to do um, quite a few. Well, we'll probably do everything off the album, really, and then we're going to do some other stuff as well. The album consists of tr- predominantly traditional Irish music, and then we have written, uh, we've co-written written one piece, and then um, that's called Area Fairy. And we actually did a, a sort of a, a collaboration with Aircam Ireland, um, and we were very lucky that it they did all this amazing drone footage from all over Ireland to go along with the video. And we were totally bowled over at the response to that um, the video rather online so we'll definitely do that and we're going to sort of I'll have a few different harps and we'll and Stephen obviously he's an he, Stephen can play everything basically but he'll have a few different flutes and we'll kind of just try and give a bit more of a substantial sound as it were and we'll do some traditional Irish music and new compositions and that kind of thing so
Great stuff there from Meath harpist Shauna Davy, and we're looking forward to her gig coming up in Tradfest later this month. Yeah, absolutely beautiful music there from Shauna Davy, and she will be playing in City Hall, as we mentioned, on January the 24th with another harper, but she's a fiddle player, that's Breed Harper, who will be performing with Artie McLean. If that all sounds confusing, get the programme for Tradfest this year and check up the 24th of January in City Hall. Now, we'll have many, many legends playing at Tradfest this year. We'll have the Cane Sisters from Galway playing there. We have Danu from Waterford who are coming up, and Liz Carroll and Jimmy Keane coming all the way in from Chicago. So that should be just excitement all the way in City Hall in the main for those gigs. While among the many great names and big names here at Tradfest 2019. I suppose one name stands out when you come to Dublin and I suppose it's fair to reference this man as a legend because he is that. John Sheehan of the Dubliners. Yeah. Legend. It sits well, which I have to say. And uh, oh, the last oh, time oh, the oh. last time I met you, actually, you were sort of just going to retire and take things nice and easy. I'm looking at the papers every day and I'm seeing John Sheehan here, John Sheehan there. What keeps you going now, John? I don't know. A fellow said to me there a couple of weeks ago, he said, I was looking at the television last week and you weren't on it. Were you sick? <laughs> <laughs> I certainly believe that. But it's not that you're, you were saying to me earlier, not that much busier, but you've a variety of things that you're doing now. A great variety, yeah. And I'm very honoured to be asked to be a guest with various other performers, you know. Um, did a few gigs there with Colin McEnumera during last year. We did a gig in the Abbey Theatre and uh, we were supposed to do an hour and a half and we ended up, I said to Colin when I saw the list he'd run up, this is going to be longer than an hour and a half, two and a half hours without a break and it was brilliant. You know, that doesn't surprise me, I have to say, John, when you get going anyway, certainly when you get into <laughs> something that really suits yourself musically. Also, when I spoke to you last, you had completed, of course, your book of poetry. Oh, that's and right, yeah. Are you still performing some of your poetry? Yes, yeah, I, I, I use it now in the gigs, you know, play a few tunes and read a few poems. and It's a nice mix, the, the words and, and the music, you know. Now, with all the coming and going, and indeed all those years that you were with the Dubliners and the different projects that you've been involved with, mm-hmm. Michael Howard has been, you know, central all the time because y- you have a, a long, long relationship musically, going back many years. Yeah, going back maybe 40 years, I think, now. And uh, we did, I think it was 19, oh Jesus, when did I see, 1988, I think we made a record called In Our Own Time. And uh, we're talking about a follow-up now at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't only time to do that second (laughs) album. All right. You're performing, of course, with Michael at Tradfest. Tradfest, for you, you have performed uh, in different guises, of course, over the years. That's right. Uh, The last time was with Eamon Keane, I think, in City Hall a couple of years ago. Great pianist and and a wonderful songwriter. You also had a new up-and-coming, The New Triangle. Oh, of course, yeah. We, I'd nearly forgotten about that. Damien Dempsey and, and Declan O'Rourke. And uh, I've done some gigs with uh, Declan since. He's got this famine album out, Chronicles of an Irish Famine. Actually, I'm going away to America with him on the 1st of February for a couple of weeks. He's, he's doing it over there in some of the major cities on the East Coast. So, as I said, uh, this man is retired from the business, <laughs> as I said. And uh, I did notice actually in the photograph of that. Will you be wearing your famine outfit for that gig? Oh yeah, someone did. There was an exchange of text there recently, and Declan was saying, "Don't eat too much 
much over Christmas, you know. We want to be fairly <laughs> slim for this tour. <laughs> well, we're certainly looking forward to seeing you at Tradfest. What can people expect on Sunday, the 27th of January, in Richmond Barracks too, which is quite a historic building? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a mixture of our own compositions. Michael writes stuff all the time. And uh, in recent years, he started singing. Uh, when we started 30, 40 years ago, there was no song of him singing at all. And he's a very good voice, and he's written some very good songs. He, he's written a song on William Butler Yeats, a blues song, uh, based on the notion, you know, I got up this morning, you know, the blues, uh, or the shortest blues song, didn't get up this morning. <laughs> But uh, he he was singing about this phrase and uh, William Butler Yeats' poem, I Will Arise and Go Now. So he said, there's the same story. And uh, he wrote this blues song, which he called Bill Butler's Blues. <laughs> so can we expect to see that yeah, at think, Richmond? I, I think we might, have, we, we might have that one included, yeah. I have to say, it's a pleasure always to meet you, John. Uh, fantastic. Great to see the energy and that variety that goes on in your life. Sunday, the 27th of January in Richmond Barracks, John Sheehan and Michael Howard. John, a pleasure as always. Thanks a million, Kieran. Same here. I will arise and go now And go to Winnish Free And a small cabin built there Of clay and bottles made Nine bean rows will I have there A hive for the honeybee And live alone in the bee loud blade I shall have some peace there For peace comes dropping slow Dropping from the veils of the morning To where the cricket sings There midnight's all a glimmer And noon a purple glow And evening full of the last wings Thank you very much.
Good night. Enjoy the rest of the festival and the rest of the evening. Well, back in September, Tradfest put together a very special version of the iconic song Raglan Road, written by Patrick Kavanagh. It has certainly been a huge hit internationally, and to celebrate that, we had a photo call earlier today on the banks of Dublin's Grand Canal, where there's a statue of Patrick Kavanagh. And we caught up by the canal with Eleanor McAvoy, Sive, Shibale and Paddy Casey to ask them about Raglan Road and Tradfest. Well, we're here on the canal bank by Patrick Kavanagh's statue. Um, and I've always had a huge affinity for statues uh, on, about poets and musicians because so many of our statues are to people who, I don't know, shoot guns and things like that. So, <laughs> or politicians and no disrespect to politicians, but it's great to be here by statue of an artist. Yeah, so we all got together um, in Gavin Glass's studio to record a version of Raglan Road, which of course is um, based on Paddy Kavanagh's wonderful poem. So that's why he's here in our photo shoot with us today. Um, it was amazing to be able to see sing on the same track as people like Sean O'Shea and even um, Sive and Loa, people that I've heard of so many times and I've never really gotten the chance to meet before. So that was a truly new experience for me. Um, this is all very new for me and it's really exciting and I'm so excited to be here today. Um, it's my first photo up or whatever as well so um, I'm really excited for Tradfest uh, the gig's coming up soon and can't wait for what's to come. I'm a big fan of this song so uh, I, got, I was kind of nervous about singing it but yeah they did a good job so it was uh, it was a nice experience it's um, I mean it's quite a plaintive beautiful rendition you know this is my third or fourth year doing the Tradfest um, it's always been great crack people travel over to see and you meet a bunch of people who you know wouldn't necessarily travel over for other gigs you know but they'll they'll come over and they'll have the crack I gave a gift 
version of Raglan Road there played by some of the performers who will be at Triad Fest this year and of course we all know that the Dubliners and Luke Kelly in particular Ruth made a fantastic job at that song he made Raglan Road really Absolutely and great to have it as part of the fabric of this year's Tradfest and going forward as well and as we know Tradfest stalwarts through the years have been the Henry girls and I think you'll agree Kieran, that there are a few things as beautiful as the harmonies that siblings can create when they sing together Absolutely, no doubt about that Ruth although I could question that because in my own days in Stockton's Wing we tried a few harmonies, I was always the one that was asked to leave the studio you certainly wouldn't say that to the Henry Girls Well, I'm in the green room Lorna of the Henry Girls is here couldn't get them all in, they're out there getting ready to go on stage because you're performing at the launch here at Tradfest tonight Lorna also performing at Tradfest itself and it's not your first time no, it's not our first time at Tradfest, uh, but we haven't been back since the first time we performed, and that was back in 2012. We did a show in the Ark, and it was a sort of it was more a show geared towards children. How would you describe your music then? Your three sisters, so your harmonies, they say anyway, are going to be are they easier for you? Um, you know, the funny thing is, we've always sang in harmony, and it was never something that we thought about. We just did it. It was something we maybe you know, perhaps, well, we did it for fun and we maybe just took it for granted. And we never had, we never thought we'd be having a career together. And the, the funny thing is that there's the three of us in the group, but there's also three other sisters who sang with us. And, um, you know, they, we did at one stage back in 1999, just to be very specific, we did do um, a few gigs in Italy, the six of us. But that was very short lived because the, the other three very quickly realised that performing wasn't for them. They just didn't, for them, because they weren't, like, I suppose, naturally into performing, then it was kind of hard for them, maybe a bit stressful for them. Whereas myself, Karen and Jolene had always been doing music, like we had done music degrees and everything. So we were a bit more prepped, and I suppose, in that sense. So then we, we became the three that sang together, you know, professionally. But um, I know people do say about sibling harmonies, and I suppose the thing about that is that we have the same... Parents, we've got the we come from the same place, so our voices are going to be similar. Even our speaking voices are similar, and we've got the same accents and everything. So the voices kind of seem to to blend in. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily 
better to be siblings singing together. I think that there is people say that that, that you know that's, uh, that you can't get singing like it. But I, I mean, you think of bands that are amazing vocal harmony groups like the Beatles or Crosby, Stills and Nash, you know, they're not related. So, um, you know, it's just, it's about the synergy between the people and the three of us get on really well too. And we've got, you know, very similar tastes in music anyway. Well, it feels effortless when we hear you performing for sure. What about 2019? Tradfest, we'll talk about the dates because I know you're playing on the 26th and on the 27th. By the way, the details are on tradfest.ie. But after Tradfest, what are you at this year? This year, we are going to go back to Germany. <laughs> we go there every year now. We're going to go to the Netherlands for a tour in April. And we one of the things we've been doing now for the last few years is a thing called Home with the Henry Girls. It's um, a residency that we do up in, up in our hometown in Malin. And it's part of Ergal Arts Festival. So we've done it now. This will be our third year. And we invite people up to maximum 20 people who come and spend the week with us in Malin. And during that time, you know, we... We write music, we do lots of workshops with people, do singing workshops, songwriting workshops, and um, and then in the evenings then we take them out to out to the pub or, you know, out to go and visit the beaches or something, that, you know, lovely to do up there. So it's been really good. So that's going to happen in July. And then, yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's going to be busy again, I think, this year. You're here at the launch tonight, of course, because you're going to sing a couple of songs, but the Tradfest gigs then, we'll just remind us, Oliver Sinjin Gogarty on Saturday the 26th at 4pm. Sunday then at 4pm on the 27th, you're performing in the Oak. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's a greater pleasure to listen to you sing. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And let's have a great festival, everybody.
I'm here now with Mike Hanrahan of Stockton's Wing and Tommy Hayes of Stockton's Wing. Mike, Stockton's Wing, we go back a long time anyway, back to the late 70s. But you've had, I suppose your careers have meandered since then. Yourself certainly in one direction, but with the band now. And Tommy Hayes, the same, I'll talk to you in a second time. But Mikey, just a brief outline, because you have exciting news anyway happening later this year. Well, I, yeah, I finally got to write the memoir I've been talking about for years because I, I gave up the music business and became a professional uh, chef. I trained in Ballymanu, so I was I worked in organic food for 10 years and in restaurants, ran a few restaurants. So I decided when I left there last year, it was time to write the memoir about food and music, not because I'm a bit young for a full life memoir, but it was a good story to tell. I needed to tell my experience with, with two of my great passions was uh, playing music all over the world and cooking with so many amazing chefs and uh, different people around Ireland, really. I won't ask you to describe any of the menus then on from the cooking side of it, but some of those people, Ronnie Drew certainly was a, a major part in your life. Yeah, I spent three wonderful, or ten wonderful years with Ronnie, and as it turns out, he was a great cook. He, he was fluent in all things Spanish. He was he a fluent speaker, but he loved the food, and he cooked quite a lot of Spanish food. So I've, I've got a few of his recipes, and of course his wife Deirdre was a great cook, and... Uh, when he passed on, uh, his daughter, Cleaner kept most of the recipes to him and she's added a few for the book, so it's kind of all exciting. Tommy Hayes, I mentioned meandering careers. <laughs> You're playing with Stockton's Wing. You did back in 78 when the band started. Uh, you went to the States for a while. You're back now, so give us a, the brief outline. Well, God, I went to the States in 83 and stayed there for 10 years, playing with mostly Brian Dunning and Michal O'Donnell, God rest him, um, came back in the late 80s, early 90s, and yeah, I've been playing with Stockton's, playing with different different people since. Yeah, that's a very short version of it, Tommy, because you've done some incredible work with your wife, actually, in County Clare. Oh, that would be, the, I suppose, Mikey and the organic food. I, mean, I, I would have the same kind of passion for food, and especially growing food. So we started the Irish Seed Savers in it's 26, 26 years ago now, in, in started in Carlow and then moved it to Clare, and it's been going ever since. It has, and you've given it over as a trust? Yeah, it's now a fully-fledged charity with 18 full-time workers and a manager. Yeah, big operation now. It's an incredible gift, really, to Irish society. There's no question about that. So in the meantime, you're doing a bit of playing. You've done a lot of recording here as well. Some very interesting recording in the last couple of years. Um, Most of the recording in the last couple of years has been with an Australian fellow called Matthew Noon. We trade under the name Ontara, and he plays a North Indian lute, 23-string North Indian lute, and we play a mixture of Irish music and Indian music, and it's been, it's been fun. I had, a, I had a really interesting one last year. We, we actually got to go to India and play in India to Indian, Indian audiences for about two weeks last January, and that was amazing. It really was. How would you describe the music? Somebody said weird. Would that, would, would, <laughs> that, would that be understating it? <laughs> My music's always weird, Carol. <laughs> 
I've always been I've always been in left of field as, as the man says yeah it is it's quite it's very different uh, we do a lot of house concerts we don't tend to do big gigs we like the kind of intimate you know 20-30 people type of thing so that's that's kind of where it goes yeah uh, one of the great heroes of traditional music passed away actually a lot of them passed away in 2018 but Michal O'Sullivan and you had a special relationship with him oh yeah I worked with Michal a lot I worked with Michal a lot um, I did I did a period of about six years with him when, when uh, Mel Mercer was off studying so I was his main bar on player for that for that period and, and also because I uh, another 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 meander I, I work as a music therapist these days and Michal would have been kind of a prime mover in me doing that course doing that degree so his contribution to the music to its development I don't think will ever be fully quantified I don't think so either I don't think so either because he was such a driving force behind all, all kinds of music you know he wasn't he wasn't just interested in Irish music he was interested in Indian music he was interested in world music and he knew a lot about them you know he, and yeah and you know I mean he was it's, how would you put it? He he was an interesting man to work with. I mean, he knew exactly what he wanted, you know, and 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 he'd make it go to, to go there. But at the same time, in a fun way, that's, that's would be probably the best way I could put it. Well, I always describe the the year version of Three Sea Captains as a fun selection of tunes. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, that was great crack. Yeah. No, I mentioned meandering, and we've meandered quickly from the seventies. We're now here at twenty nineteen and Tradfest coming up. I did mention uh, Thursday the twenty fourth, Friday the twenty fifth, Saturday the twenty sixth, and Sunday the twenty seventh. Mike Stockton's Wing are playing at Tradfest, and they're special gigs, really. Yeah, I I think we all love the gigs because they're they're kind of they're private gigs, but they're not private gigs. They're kind of a selected audience who choose to be at the gig and they make an effort to come every year. Uh, they're they're our fans, always our fans. So it's a, and it's in a pub setting. It's not a normal setting. We play theatres and big venues. This is very tight fitting venue, um, and it's like PA's are are, are not the. the the essential uh, part of the gig so we do our best to play with into a small rig but the atmosphere is just incredible at every one of the gigs we've been doing it maybe for four or five years it, it is, it's something we look forward to every January because there's a great vibe and the festival is a great place to be part of it we're very proud to be associated with the festival There's a sailor gone to sea Only he knows how it feels as he bids a fond farewell to all his kin As he walks along the shore To his love he throws a rose I'll return again in winter or in spring We had it all We had the best of times We had a life that dreams are made At the station she boards a train She's all wet with tears and rain And her father holds a mother's empty hand Of all the things you'll need to know She whispers as she goes What I have I hold Forever here in my heart Cause we had it all We had the best of times We had a life That dreams are made of We 
Cause we had it all Yes, we had the best of times We had a life That dreams are made of On an old country lane Where that wilderness still reigns An old man, he takes a flower in his hand How I've watched you bloom and fade All that beauty you create I'll take with me this pleasure as we part We had it all We had the best of times We had a life That dreams are made of We had it all We had the best of times We had a life that dreams are made. Well, that was the mighty Stockton's Wing and giving us a flavour of Tradfest and what we can expect here in Dublin from the 23rd of this month. But also what you can expect every week from this show, this new podcast, Tradfest. And I don't know about you, Kieran, but I can't wait for more. I'm certainly looking forward to it, Ruth, looking forward to the festival, looking forward to those beautiful, historic and iconic venues that we get to each year. We're so lucky to be there each year to be able to present the best of traditional folk and Trad Without Borders, certainly on an annual basis here at Tradfest. We're certainly looking forward to that. It's going to be an exciting week and we're looking forward to launching Tradfest podcast on January the 28th. We'll be with you every Monday, giving you a roundup of all that's best in Trad and Folk. Certainly join us on January the 28th for our next edition of Tradfest. Ruth, it's a pleasure to work with you. We're looking forward to it. Lovely stuff, Kieran. <laughs>